I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. And now coming to you live from atop the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's the one, the only, Puckle Podcast. Welcome to the 600th episode of the Puckle Podcast. I'm your host, Trainer Thatch, here today with my wonderful co-host. We've got Linian. Hello. And we've got Shark Finnegan. Hello! And like I said, we are the Puckle Podcast. Puckle, of course, standing for the Pokemon Underground Champions League, a nonsensical name we came up with in 2007, where we talk everything Pokemon from the trading card game to the video game to everything in between. And man, I said, like, it used to be half alike because we never talked about the trading card game. <laughs> yeah, it used to be. Now it's half alike because we'll never shut up about it. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, it's, it's mostly, it's mostly Seth's fault. It's mostly Seth's fault. I blame Seth. Yeah. Like, he did it to me. It's all right. I've got my hooks in him. We're dragging him into magic. Yeah. Don't worry. The trading card, the, the Pokemon TCG should drop from Seth now because we take him into an effort one now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, uh, what have you guys been up to? How are you guys doing? I'm doing well. Things are uh, kind of evening out, finally. Like, kind of settling in as the summer starting. Every weekend... Uh, without fail, it has been super cloudy and gray, so I look at the pool that I am paying for and <laughs> just kind of die a little bit every weekend. It's just like you looking out the window and, like, touching the window pane, like, one day. Yep, and then Monday morning, I'm driving off to work with a beautiful sky and 80-degree heat, and it's like, yeah. oh, this looks lovely, and I'm like, yeah. okay. That's okay. how this works. Yeah. <laughs> That's how this works, man. Yeah. It's kind of the reverse here. It's just been so, like, yeah, it's been raining at times here, but it's just really hot, and it's not, like, the typical Texas, like, dry summer heat that I'm getting. It's this, like, stupid, like, high humidity heat, which is just the worst. Yeah, you guys aren't worse to that. You just go outside, and you just feel bleh. It's just, like, already, you just go out, and you're sweaty. It's humid everywhere. It's rough. Yeah, no, it was awful. I was like, I'll take that pool, please. (laughs) (laughs) Man, I don't know. Uh, It's just been muggy here. You guys do anything fun, though? Pokemon-wise, anything good? Any cool stories? Anything good to talk about? Pokemon-wise, not so much. I decided to finish off my replay of of Scarlet that I started a while ago, and I got through all of the the the, paths, and I got to Area Zero and went, I am horribly underleveled because I didn't, you know, do all of the runoff exploration as I did last time. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm just kind of like awkwardly knocking out gimme ghouls. <laughs> Alright, need some candy. Yeah, you need yeah. the you need them coins. I don't yeah. even need the coins, I just need the candy. Oh wait, oh the gimme ghoul raid, right, 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 right. Yeah. 
Yeah, you need the candy. Mm-hmm. Oh. Other than that, I've just been the the new Tales of Middle Earth set came out in Lord of the Rings. So Cole and I, I did see that. It it was fun. It's good. Cole and I went to a thing that local game restaurant tabletop space was hosting, uh, where it was a five course dinner. Okay. With uh, so they had a draft event, and between draft rounds, there was a five course meal. Like you'd get a course between between each round. Fun. That sounds that sounds awesome. Honestly. It was great. Uh, also, because the thing was like a pretty high ticket buy-in, one of the packs had been switched out for. And if you're not a Magic player, this will make a ton of sense. But they're extremely expensive packs, known as collector <laughs> boosters. <laughs> and one of yeah. those was in it, which also makes the draft really weird because those aren't made for drafting. No, there are cards from out of the set. There are stronger ones from the commander one. It was a time. <laughs> I can see that. Yeah, yeah. It just imagine if you. For the po- for people who are familiar with the Pokemon TCG, just imagine just like taking your normal booster and instead make it like the Pokemon Twenty Five, but have like all the super cool foil art alt art versions of the cards in it. That's about the equivalent. Yeah, all the cards in it are alt art or foil or both. I believe that. Man, that's nuts. That sounds fun. Mm-hmm. It was a lot of fun. We knew we knew one of there was it was limited seating. There were only eight people, so we, we turned to to one of our friends. We're like, if you go, then at least half of the people there won't suck. <laughs> <laughs> There's three out of eight, and we can count on at least one good person. The judge that we know is going to be there's pretty cool. So there's going to be at least four people. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's fun. It was a blast. That does sound like a good time. Mm-hmm. Sound like a good yeah. time. Yeah. What, anything from you, Shark? Anything fun going on? Pokemon-wise, I actually won my first draft league, which yeah. I'm very happy about. That's good. That's yeah. cool. Yep. It was an Uber's draft league, which was even funner. It was relying on Et- Eternatus to basically help carry me with Palafin and Gimme Ghoul doing a lot of heavy lifting for me. Yeah. Oh, man. But I got to finally do that. And then Yay! that's exciting. Then I guess otherwise it's just kind of piddle. And then the Pokemon TCG tournament were the only things of recent that I've been doing Pokemon wise. Man, that's Pokemon Draft League for anyone. A Puckle Draft League, not yeah, not like peeing thing. your pants, not peeing your pants or something. So <laughs> that's fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't do well in the TCG because, uh, as you remember, how yes. in our match I bricked. Yep. The next week I bricked again. And then the following week, I faced uh, Calyrex, I believe. It was, no, it was Palkia. I think it was okay. a Palkia deck. And uh, I've been running the same Arcanine EX deck. Mm-hmm. And so that was just the auto loss. And yeah. so the last week, I was already out of it. Claude needed to get in. And I was like, we just made the d- agreement that we were going to play the new Paldean Evolved. So I I built quickly the old United Wings deck. Oh, that sounds fun, though. That sounds fun. Yeah, the United Wings is a lot of fun. I will say that. It is a fun, like, not super good, but it is fun when you get, like, Dittos or Murkrow and you start dealing 200 damage and you can win the prize thing. It's, like, very close to being a good deck. Like, it just needs, like, a Battle Compressor or something, but the problem is Battle Compressor will never come back. Because because of what it did, <laughs> because it enabled <laughs> things like this. No, no, I I think I think budget decks are great. The the, the problem, is, well, not the problem, but the thing with Pokemon as of late is that 
I think almost every deck is a budget deck at this point. That's fair. Like, you could build a, uh, well, cause like, I'm thinking budget decks, like, if I'm going back to like the 2016, 2017 format when I was active, like mm-hmm. a budget deck, like Nightmarsh, you know, that's your, that's your like $20, $30 deck and it's competitive mm-hmm. and it actually won regionals, but like it, but every other deck is going to cost you $200 because it needs four shaman EX and those are $50 a pop and that's a high bar to entry. Um, but nowadays, like everything's cheap. Like if I think the most expensive deck in the format right now is like 80 bucks. That's really, that's honestly <laughs> yeah. very healthy for a format. I yeah. think that's super healthy because yeah. yeah, I'm so used to that other budget. Po- Pokemon's done a lot of work. Yeah. With trading card games. Yeah. No, this and it, I mean, this United Wing one was fun. It's like the issue is I have to go off turn. I think I have to be ahead of the prize race. I have yes, to get do. some good damage that first turn. Otherwise, I'm gone. For those things, you need to be ahead. Yeah. But yeah, no, they uh, they definitely try. I, I like those little decks like that. Like, they're fun. And I just, right now, there's just not a lot of room for them. I mean, Lost Box is kind of in that venue as well. I mean, Lost Box, I think, costs like 40 bucks if you want to build it right now. Mm-hmm. And then you're just done. Like, it's it's very cheap to get into the trading card game right now and have a competitive deck. And even then, like, Mew keeps winning, uh, and you can just go buy the battle deck right now for 30 bucks, and that's, like, two-thirds of a Mew deck right now. You can just go buy for 30 bucks. Mm-hmm. United Wings actually has a decent matchup versus Mew, as fun as that sounds, because Murkrow. Murkrow's really good. Mew is only good when people forget about Mew. <laughs> like, that is that is my honest opinion. It's only good when people forget that it exists, which is very often... Mew is like that, like, ancient evil in the background of a fantasy novel when, like, people stop yes. preparing for it, then yes. all of a sudden it raises anew. <laughs> no, that's 100% yeah. what it is, though. I wish I was lying. It's 100% just like, yeah, it's the ancient evil that uh, will come and get us if we're not prepared for Mew. And Yeah, it's just, it's just you forget about it, like, every 10,000 years Ganondorf rises, every yes. 10,000 years Mew rises. Yes, yes. 100%. <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, it's one of those things, but Muse of unusual size? I don't believe they exist. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I oh, I went to a, I went to a league challenge this week. Ooh, fun. And I got second place. So that means I'm on hey. the board officially with championship points. <laughs> Hooray. Yeah. How many do you Oh wait, are we is it reset? Are we going or is it still in the current season? It has not reset. It's still in the current season. It resets in oh. like September. So, so that means you need to win NAIC. Let's yeah, I need go. to win NAIC, which is run out of spots, and I haven't signed up for. It, and I'm also going to be in California during the first day of. Um, but easy, easy, yeah. easy, yeah, easy. Yeah, you yeah, got yeah, this. You got yeah, this. Yeah. Remote in, remote in. All we need is teleportation, body jacking, and some identity fraud. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's yeah. The easiest thing to do. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, no, I I was walking in. And I walked into work because I played it. It was on Thursday night. I did a league challenge. Um, it was mostly because I haven't played IRL for like two months and I just really wanted to pick up my cards. And the fact that it was a league challenge instead of normal league made me go, okay, I'll get up and I'll do it, you know? And mm-hmm. so I, I got up and I, I grabbed a deck. Uh, I grabbed, uh, Arc Duraldon, Umbreon, Arceus Duraldon, Umbreon. And then, cause I'm like, this is big and fat and it has decent matchups. I don't know what's hot right now. It's fine. Uh, <laughs> and I walked in and, uh, my round one opponent, definitely didn't put down prizes and i didn't remember that and so he just scooped because he realized that and, and we didn't want to fix the gameplay error so that was nice 
And then I just did pretty okay. They won- I-, I went 4-1. So unfortunately, I lost one game. And it wasn't even because like I misplayed or anything, which made- makes me feel good. It was um, I like using this terminology that I just like missed the card that I needed. Because I-, I was digging for a double turbo energy to recover from a Roxanne. And out of like 15 cards that I saw in two turns, I just couldn't find it. It I just wasn't possible for me to find the card, which kind of sucked. Um, and so I didn't, I didn't get the win, the win out of that, but it was, it was a good time. So I'm on the board. That's all that matters. Batch is on the board. Mm-hmm. I walked into work and I told people, I'm like, yep, I got championship <laughs> points, 12 of them. They're like, oh man, how many more do you need to go to worlds? And I'm like, 338. Uh, Hooray! <laughs> so, you know, I'm pretty close. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm pretty close. I got my, I got my 12 championship points. Mm-hmm. 12 more than me. I mean, I guess so, but I don't know. It felt good after like a year of playing again, being like, it, it felt validating that like I'm an okay player. Mm-hmm. All right. So, uh, this is a good place to stop though. Uh, we've got plenty of news to talk about, so we're gonna kick it on over to that after we cue this epic music. <laughs> Welcome to the news. In the news, we've got a few things. Uh, the North American International Championships for Play Pokemon is this weekend. Uh, TVCI is also going to be releasing a documentary series from the 26th to the 29th this week. Um, so Monday through Friday. Following trainers uh, working on getting to the world last year, not this year. Um, so look out for that if you're interested in watching people do that. I don't know who they're interviewing. So that's uh, that'll be interesting to see. Uh, which trainers are actually following? I think they're just trying to uh, get the, get ahead of their uh, their inability to make uh, storylines. Speaking of storylines, they're taking forever. The next batch of <laughs> <laughs> segways. <laughs> <laughs> the next batch of Ultimate Journeys episodes are on Netflix, which concludes the Masters Eight tournament, but not the series overall. Still waiting on to be a master. If you like me, were like, hmm, I'll go watch my childhood hero sail off into the west. Wait a little bit. You're going to need a little more time. Uh, the fact that the new episodes are coming out in Japan of an entirely different series makes this drag in ways I cannot accurately explain. Yeah, it's I it's even worse so- with, like, the fact that the, the English Pokemon Twitter, like, talks about it a lot. Yeah. And I... Stop. <laughs> stop. Mm-hmm. I just... Please, sync up want. sync up the releases simulcast it something we the the I technology agree. exists now pokemon it does that's why i'm so confused really you're not does. gonna porygon america too it's fine <laughs> i'm so confused you guys have been so much better i believe in you but yeah all right well uh apparently it's snorlax week i don't know what that means shark yeah it is formally called uh, it, it train. I think it's like training with Snorlax. Oh, Snorlax makes a serious effort. <laughs> oh my so gosh! Every- is it like? Is it literally exercise? Possibly, I don't know. But it's more about just like it's from like a Project Snorlax. Like they've done like Project Piplup or whatnot in yeah. Japan. So literally, starting on uh, June twenty second, they're just doing different things related to Snorlax. Uh, they had a trailer for the new DLC that has Snorlax in it. 
They had a sh- live action short film called Good Morning Snorlax. Uh, they have, I think, some Snorlax merch. They've today they announced there's a a manga coming out in the fall called Snorlax's Dream Gourmet. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, which is these are things uh, that people asked for? Question mark. I mean, Snorlax is one of the Pokemon, like one of the big faces of Pokemon. So yeah, I mean, that's fair. It, that's that's it, fair. If you're gonna do it with a Pokemon, Snorlax is a good one. I didn't think it was going to get sidelined in Scarlet and Violet. I was very surprised well, by that. Obviously, it's coming back. But good, good news. It's, uh, <laughs> it's not. Yeah. I, well, no, no, okay. But it got sidelined in, like, the main release, right? Like, Charizard made it into Scarlet and Violet before Snorlax did. Yeah, Charizard um, made it into it has, everything. It has no place. Yeah, but it has, like, no place, right? Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like Snorlax, I can see having an organic way to exist. And then Charizard's mm-hmm. just like, we put it in, baby! Mm-hmm. What's a Venusaur? And that's what we went with. Uh, yeah. All right. Uh, and Scarlet and Violet, speaking of those games uh, that exist, the latest raid event is out. Uh, Gimme Ghoul, uh, which is actually releasing its shiny, uh, though the shiny doesn't have boosted odds in the raids. It's actually just normal one in 4,000. So fun. To, to be fair, one in 4,000 is greater than one in zero. <laughs> yes. The last event <laughs> also lasts through next weekend uh, all the way through to July 2nd. So definitely watch out for that. There's also a code treasure hunt, uh, which will give you a friend ball and that you can use that until the end of July. So free friend ball. Go get it. Yeah. Uh, let's Yay. see. Uh, Unite news. Yay. Yay. Everyone loves Unite news. They're releasing another yeah. evolution. My favorite one and the only three stager. Inteleon. Sorry, I forgot about Empoleon. The other, but, uh, the other evolution. The uh, evolution, what? Yeah, you know, all yeah. the eons, Jolteon, Espeon, Inteleon. There's only well, one, there's so the original one th- evolution that evolves again, and that's Finneon. They're missing three evolutions, right? That's where we're at. Or they're just missing, like, the OG3. I think they're missing so the OG3, as well as Empoleon and the Neon. <laughs> that's fair. Uh, mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Also, uh, it's releasing all, on the 4th of July. Yeah. That's it. Fun. That's fun. All right, moving on. Go news with uh, Shark. All right, Go Fest is coming. Uh, they're starting up, letting us know that Mega Rayquaza will be uh, do some Mega Ray research that will give you the meteorite that let let it teach Dragonison. Oh, yay! Yay! Additionally, if you purchase a Go Fest ticket July fifth, uh, you get a special research for Carbink. Cool. And Carbink for the few people who are really, really into the Go Battle League. Carbink is actually really good in it. Really? Yeah, because the li- the great league, the mm-hmm. lower tier leagues tend to value low attack, high bulk Pokemon. So Carbink fixed that criteria very well and oh. is actually banned from NAAC. I don't know if it's because it's too good or still new. It's probably because like, it's so new. It's probably so new because the research is still going on, right? Yeah. But yeah, apparently it is really, it was very good in the low tier league. And I'm just like, Carbink banned. <laughs> but yeah. Now I have to go get a, uh, a GoFest ticket, I guess. Mm-hmm. When is when is the GoFest stuff? Isn't that not until August? It is not till August. Yeah. Yeah. GoFest in the, yeah, they're, I mean, they're hyping it up. You know, they got it. I think they're still like limited tickets to the actual like live events. Oh yeah. I'm not going to the live event though. Like I'm not. I think. I'm not yeah, that no. dedicated, you know, I'm not dedicated enough to Pokemon Go to be like, yeah, let's make a trip to New York City and go play yeah, this game. I'm just like, I'm, I'm not there. 
I, I wouldn't, mm-hmm. I would not take a vacation for this, but I'm curious enough that I would go if it was, you know, in Seattle, which it almost always is, except when I move here, in which case they leave. Yeah, that, like, that would be, same thing for me, like, if it's nearby, if it wasn't, te- yes. like, within, yes. like, a drive, I'd do it, but if it's a flight, nah, not gonna. Yeah, I don't really want to do that. I mean, I did it once for regionals, and that was the Arlington Regional, and that is the lot, that is the only time I think I flew for a Pokemon event. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's a that's a lot. Mm-hmm. That's a lot to do. All right. Uh, well, I think we're on to more Go news. There's a lot of Go. There's, um, there's so much Go. News. Uh, if you live in Brazil and you listen to this um, English speaking podcast, good news. As part of the Aria, Aria, I can't say it. I'm horrible. I apologize. Uh, celebration until July 10th. Multiple timed research events are live as well as boosted buddy hearts. And on the weekends, unknown F is available in lure modules. This technical is content. All right. And then Lydian's got this last piece. Uh, so the Dark Flame is... Uh, wow, we're almost all of these end in barbs. Uh, the Dark Flame event right? runs from the 29th through July 2nd, adds Turknator and Mega Sableye, and gives Heatran Magma Storm, which it could have had for months despite, you know, it just being a move. Uh, despite the name, there's no Charizard in sight. Yet. Yet. <laughs> is the, is the keyword, right? Yet. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, TCG, there's nothing. We do have some Puckle news. I'm going to let you do those, Shark, because they're tournament thingies. And then I've got one of my own that's not on the sheet, but I'll let you go. Uh, Well, uh, the PFTT has concluded, and Disco is our winner for it, which congrats to him. Uh, His team will be featured later on in the episode as the Pokemon of the episode team, so look forward to that discussion in a little bit here. We got a nice breakdown this time, guys. Yeah. Someone who actually built the team put a bunch of info for us. Hooray. You're not struggling nice? to figure out why the EVs are the EVs. <laughs> right. <so. laughs> right. Thank you so much. Uh, I appreciate it. Yeah, no, that. I'm like reading it and I'm like, ooh, this is perfect. This is what yeah. we need. This is exactly perfect. We should just hire Disco. Uh, <laughs> here, do this for us, please. Yeah. Uh, and then Summer League should be coming up here in a little bit. I don't know, I don't know the exact dates. To- I don't know the exact dates or anything. I would imagine probably in, I would say, in. well, it's going to be July. It's, yes, it's going it to be July. July. It'll, It'll be, July. be probably after the TCG tournament concludes. We'll just gonna just keep your eyes and ears. I think it's doubles. I'm not sure. Just be it ready. It probably is. It probably is. It's going to be uh, probably Regulation D, which means Disco's team will be fine, but it won't, I mean, but then good. we get bear. We get yeah. bear now. There will be a bear, and it will be scary. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, and then the one thing I wanted to mention is uh, we're going, well, by we're, it's like the Royal We. Uh, um, Thatch is going to be hosting a uh, Puckle League night um, on Sunday, July, that's July 2nd, I believe. Uh, Sunday, July 2nd at noon Eastern time, uh, noonish Eastern time. Uh, we're going to have a bunch of channels on our Discord for it, so please join the Discord if you're interested in doing this. The idea is that it's going to be kind of like if you went to a Pokemon League at your local game store. Uh, except we're all going to play online. We're going to do TCG this time, but there are going to be future times where we switch it over to video game. Ooh, hooray. Yeah, TCG is like my, just because I wanted to start it, and that's the thing that motivates me right now. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, that's, hey, good. That's great. I'm excited. I would do yeah. it, except that's the day my wife comes back. So No, that uh, totally makes sense. No, but everybody that wants it, all you need is TCG Live on your computer. That is all you need, and what we're going to do is we're just going to set it up so that when you show up, we're going to start pairing people together. Uh, we're going to have individual uh, voice channels, so you can jump into that, that with your opponent. 
uh, and you can talk while you're playing your game, hang out. Um, it's a good way to meet new people from Puckle. Uh, you don't have to be on voice, obviously, but uh, the part the point is to it, help it you make Puckle friends. It definitely helps. And mm-hmm. but yeah, if you want to get some TCG practice in, uh, granted it's on live, so you can't play like a bajillion cards right now. Um, you can go ahead and uh, hang out with us next ju- next Sunday, July second, um, at around noon Eastern. Uh, we're going to get it all set up. So definitely come hang out. Let's have a good time. Catch you when you're there. And to finish up, though, we've got Puckle's Pokey Prediction. Uh, with Monkey Dory, Okie Dokie, and Pheasantipity's abilities being revealed as Toxic Chain, do you believe they'll allow a poison typing? Or will there be false poison types like Citra? <laughs> I believe none of them will be a poison type. I believe all Done. of them will be poison I think, type. I think mm. the same. <clears throat> they gotta give poison types some love. I think finally, this is finally, like, a good time to make poison types good. I like both options. I could see them doing that, because, like, there's obviously some hints in the background, and maybe this is better for the topic. But there's definitely like some hints in the background where they have like only X number of types being represented on these lanterns and it's not all 18 of them. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't be surprised if I mean, it'd be really cool if they were like dual poison types. So like I'm into that idea. Yeah, yeah I think they're going to be like flying fire water or something and then grass for ogre pond. Oh, ogre ponds. I think it is. Didn't they confirm ogre ponds typing already or no? No, he just looks like a grass dark to me. Uh, yeah, I, that's how I feel too, and I really hope that's not the case. Only because it's my least favorite. It's my least favorite. Like it just reminds me of Zarude, and Zarude's such a disappointment. Yeah, I thought originally there were going to be dark types until I saw until the poison like oh they're yeah. all dark types, and I literally thought it was going to be like grass and cinnamon. But now I'm like, yeah. oh, you're going to get you no. Know, I th- I still think it's going to be probably fire water grass, but now poisons instead of arcs. Mm. That's, uh, that's very possible. That's very possible. Mm-hmm. We'll have to see. I I am interested to see how this plays out. Um, oh yeah, uh, we'll talk about I, it later, though. We'll talk about it later. Great. All right, then, guys. Uh, this is get the news. We're gonna kick it on over now to Puckle's Pokey Quiz, where we're gonna quiz your co-host on their insane Pokemon knowledge. Oh, hi, and welcome to the Pokey Quiz, the part of the show where we quiz our co-hosts on their insane Pokemon knowledge. I'm Mark from the Dunsparce Gang, here to explain the rules. Our fabulous co-hosts will work as a team to answer five Pokemon-themed trivia questions that fans have submitted on the Discord server. Each question is worth one point, with Pokedex and multiple answer questions worth more, for a total of seven points. The host can use a free hint at any time. If they get all the answers correct and do not use the hint, they can cash it in for an eighth point. Welcome to the quiz. Pokey quiz. Yeah. Yay. Hooray. I'm back from vacation, so I remember my transitions. Uh, all right. So this is the part of the show where we quiz your co-host. Thank you for the introduction, Mark. Uh, we're going to go ahead then, and we are going to start asking you questions. Your first question this week is going to come from an oldie but a goodie, P. McGee. What is the oldest single Pokemon with a unique typing? <laughs> That's a... The what? The oldest? Yeah, oldest single Pokemon with a unique typing. A typing that has not been duplicated since this Pokemon's Ooh, release. Alright. And it's a single Pokemon, so a, li- so a line wouldn't count. <clears throat> uh, I'm going to say a line does not count, no. Because yeah. otherwise Gengar uh, and uh, <clears throat> yeah, Zubat. Yeah, that's true. No, it's a single Pokemon. Okay. No lines. Yeah. Um, hmm. So, T-Tar is up there, but is there anything from Ooh, Gen 1? Ooh, T-Tar. Uh, 
what is the? I think that is the only rock dart, um, right? That's the only those. That's the only one that I can think of from Gen two. But there may be something in Gen one, but I can't. Oh, hold on. Poison flying. What? Nope. There's three of them. Uh, Yeah, that's a that's that's a line. You're right. Um, I I legitimately can't think of anything from Gen one. So. Yeah, because there's so many like dragons are all different. Yeah, the only the only Gen one Pokemon are like a bunch of normal types. Stupid Uh, amount of poison types. Well, I mean, I'm talking like single stagers. Oh yeah. All right. Um. Because uh, everything I can think of with a unique type combination in Gen 1, uh, Nido King. Oh, no, uh, Claude Sire exists now. Yeah, and Nido Queen itself. Nido Queen and Nido King and Claude Sire. They are two different Pokemon. Yeah. That is true. I think I think it's got to be. If it's a single Pokemon, it's got to be T Tar. I think are so. Are you going to lock that in? Sure. Tyranitar is correct. All right. Uh, that is the longest single Pokemon that has never had its type duplicated, uh, which is actually kind of shocking. You'd think they would have done that they by now. They might soon. I mean, they've been kind but, of doing a good r- job of making yeah. dark types relevant now. Like, really good. Yeah, they've been mixing it up a lot. They've been mixing it up a lot. Pheasantipity. You wouldn't know it? Actually, a rock type. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? Uh, it's a, it's a rock dark yep. type. Here it is. Why is it a bird? Uh Magic. I uh, know. Uh, all right. So that gets you guys a one for one. And I have the sheet up and I put it down. Um, all right. There we go. Our next question to you is going to come to you from uh, Rouge. And their question is today. Uh, name the pseudo legendary Pokemon with the most resistances. Pseudo legendary. Hisui and Gudra. That's probably right. Because it's either that or Metagross. Um, so let's think that you got water, electric, because you dragon. Then all the steels, the steel, um. Water, electric, grass. Uh, I'm just trying to think of the other two legendaries and if there's anything that would come even close. It's got to be one of those. I think it's got to like, be a steel Komo'o is not. For sure. Yeah. And then Gen 9's is an ice type. So... It ain't that yeah, one. No, I think it's, it's either dry. I'm trying to think. Because Psychic... It's, cause what does Psychic give you? That's resistance. Psychic would give you uh, Psychic itself. It would neutral fighting. I but, don't... It would neutralize the bug resistance. I I, I, I think... I think it's gonna be... it's gotta be Guja. Because at least... Because with Guja, you gain... You lose fire, but you would gain... But that's it. But you would gain water and electric resistances for sure you gain more and you don't lose much uh you lose ice resistance too i just realized you lose ice resistant oh yeah you lose ice resistance you lose the fire resistance well no i think it's still good i think yeah i think it's got to be good hisui and gudra hisui and gudra hisui and gudra is correct uh, it has 10 resistances Ooh. uh slash immunities um, Metagross, uh, by contrast, only has eight. Only. Only, only has only eight. Only almost half the types. Hisui and Gudra yeah, exactly. ha- has resistance to over half of the types in the game. Yes. Yes. Or it's immune to it, like poison. It's just straight yep. up immune to poison. Oh, boy. All right. Well, our next question is your Pokedex entry question, as always. You guys are two for two. Mm-hmm. Um, if you get right on the first one, you get two points. So let's see if you guys can figure this out. 
All right. This one comes to you from its Pokemon Shield entry, and it reads, Many companies in the Galar region choose this Pokemon as their logo. This Pokemon is considered the symbol of industrial technology. Who's Larry that Pokemon? You seeing Colossal? I know for a fact I've seen... I, I think I can literally picture the silhouette of Galarian. Because that just, like, it screams, like, you know, the smokestacks of the 18th century. Or, I guess, 19th century. Uh, I... I guess? I'm, like, pretty sure. I I mean, I'm not I'm not going to object. I think Colossal is the only thing I can think of that would also make that sense. That one also... I think Colossal is going to be more about its heat. Because at least with Galarian Weezing, you sure. have the fact that it also, like, purifies the waste. So I just, I, I feel like it's got to be Galarian. Sure. Sure. Gal- Weezing is unfortunately incorrect. We're going to give you a second entry here. This one's going to come to you from Pokemon Black. <gasps> oh. uh, and it reads, By changing the direction in which it rotates, it communicates its feelings to others. When angry, it rotates faster. Uh, okay, uh. which clang do you want to use? Oh. Well, I mean, he gives it if it's the line, so we're going to go with Kling Kling. Kling Kling is good enough. The answer is Pokemon number 600, Kling. Oh, oh, that's a clever, good, smart. Uh, But, uh, yes, (laughs) that was was very good. I think think both of these came from Liger himself. That was a good, that was smart. (laughs) Yeah, if you guys want to, it looks like Liger needs help, so please go to our Discord server if you want to submit trivia for this. I may have to send some to him Um, since I can't access that channel no more. Yeah. It is a 30. It is, uh, of course, uh, three for three, guys. Um, your next question is worth up to three points. Um, staying on the 600 theme, uh, what six Pokemon get into the 600 club? By that, we mean 600 base stat total by Mega Evolving. There are six answers here. I'm only going to require you to give Ooh, me three of them. Good question. Uh, of course, three Ooh, strikes in your question. Out. That is a very good question. Um... Who hmm. uh, So does it mean above or exactly at? I think it's exactly exactly at. at. That is a really. There are six Pokemon that get to exactly six hundred, so pseudo legendary status when they mega evolve. So it's none of the starters. I'm just double checking. Uh, no, it's not that. Okay, it's definitely not that one. Um, Sableye Mawile could be. It's not Beedrill. Beedrill, I feel like, is still too low. Um, I, I think Sableye is still too low, because those are like 300. Like, they are babies among babies. Medicham? Um, Manectric? Hmm. Uh, I'm just going to throw out I just whole thought. Those are early enough, early game enough, or maybe not. Uh, it's just, what is its stat speed? Uh, huh. Gal- I feel like Gal- Wait, and wait, doesn't... No, that could be this. I know, I know one. Okay. I know see. one. Let's go with Scyther and Caesar have base five hundred. Okay, so Mega Scizor? Let's try yep. that one. Mega Scizor. Uh Mega Scizor is correct. That is one of them. There are five more. Uh, I only need uh, two more though. Then I kind of want to throw out Mega Gardevoir because if so, then it makes. Or uh, do we want to say like Mega Glalie? Uh, Glalie is easy because it's five times eight. It's six times eighty. Uh, that's 480. All, all of its stats are... Eight. Yeah, uh, so no. Because all of its stats are the same. Well, then, does it go... Oh, no, it can't go all up. It would have to be 120 times. I think it goes 120 attack. 
Well, it only goes ever goes up by a hundred. They always go up one hundred base stat points. Go up by hundred. Okay. In that case, with like one weird exception, they always go up by a net one hundred. But I do not remember what that weird exception is. I I'm good to try to throw out like a Gardevoir to see because if if sure. so, then it's Gallade. So yeah. Mega Gardevoir. That is unfortunately incorrect. Metacham's base stats are actually trash. They're only good just because uh, huge power. Huge power is a balanced ability. Um, Electric. Slowbro. No. A lot of these Pokemon has like well distributed base forms more than they have high stats. I don't know because it has to be as good of a like Scizor normally. That's their that's our comp. What about the other bugs? Pinsir? Mega Pinsir? Mega Pinsir could be good. Mega... Like, Pinsir was a counterpart to... Like, Pinsir and Heracross have all been floated as, like, equals to Scyther. That's not a bad shot. I could go... Me- you want Mega Heracross first? I'm good with sure. that one. Sure, I know that has the same stats as Pinsir because it's one of those version-exclusive flips all yeah, let's the time. let's try that. Let's try that. Uh, Mega Pinsir is what you're going with? Uh, Mega Pinsir is then, correct. Okay, then Mega Heracross is as well, right? Yeah. Is it? We do. do. you want to know? Y- yes. Uh, Mega, Mega Heracross is also Hooray! correct. Yes. Got all the bugs. Uh, Yay, bug types. Uh, I was running all out of the Megas. Bugs. <laughs> uh, there are three more, uh, of course, that you did not name, but you got the three points. The other three were Alakazam, Gengar, and Houndoom. I had Loki thought about Houndoom for, like, just after we did the bugs, I- but I was like... If you had said Houndoom, yeah. I would have said, it's got like 300 base stats. It's, what? Uh, it's huh. got, I, yeah. it's just no defenses. Right? It's just got some speed and and decent dish attack. Is it one of those yeah. Pokemon that's just like not quite good enough at anything because everything is bad? Uh, Houndoom Nothing's has base stat total of 500. It is. Well, it has to, yeah, yes. 75 HP, 90, 50, 110, 80, 95. So not strong enough. Not fast enough and not defensive enough. <laughs> Got it. It's yeah. just oh, that's unfortunate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So all right, that gives us a uh, that gives you guys uh, whatever number of points that is six mm-hmm. six for four. Um, all right, your next question is going to come to you from Lambo. Uh, which Pokemon with a base stat total of six hundred? <laughs> Has the lowest speed. Who is the slow? So Diane's. This was a. This is. This is. This is a really good theme. This is a really good theme. I just have to. I. I appreciate Liger. (laughs) Diane's finding all of the, all of the Mm. dumb questions. I love it. Diancy is down there, right? Diancy is like it's Mm fifty. Yeah, Diancy's fifties. Uh, who? Okay, who do we use under Trick Room? Um. What's the base stat total of Glastry? No, I think that's still 50. Deancey, I know for sure. There is 600. Uh, uh, Glastry does not have a BST of 600. Uh, so um, I figured. I figured it was... Like, I think it's it's one of those, like, 480 babies. Glastry here? Uh, sorry, 580. Okay, but yeah. that I can believe. 580 sounds like... 480? Nah. It's... No, no, with its, st- with its attack and defense alone. Yeah. Um... Who else do you run under Trick Room? Uh, oh, Hisuian Gudra is also slow. But how, I think it's still... No, it's not slow enough. I think it's still 60. So yeah, I think I'm still going to uh, Who else? Hmm. Like, um... Just 
I'm trying to think of, like, I, I think of a Pokemon that starts, like, Stack Attacka, except I know that's, like, not quite up there. Yeah, because it's not any of the big pseudo legends. Uh, and it's not, I know Mega, what's his name? It's not any, it's not, it's zero. I know zero. Mega Heracross is slow. It's not that slow. It's, it's still, I think it's like, if anything, it's like 55. You do have the hint, uh, but oh. you can go for uh, all eight. Uh, there's no reason to. Let's use the hint. Uh, well, you got all the questions right so far. But I, I know. Kinda, I think but, I but honestly, help me. I think, <laughs> I want, oh, it helps me. That's true. Because yeah, I get the point for but, So there is a reason. Yeah, but I'm just going to drop him into the chasm like Yoshi as I rocket towards the <laughs> Dance <laughs> by the lance. <laughs> if you want the answer, I will give it to you. I think, uh, I you think want the hint? The, Sorry, I think I'm the good with the answer. Wait, wait, no, wait. shark. Shark, I've remembered. What? 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 What's a mega that's come? Not a mega. A mythical that's come out lately that's super slow, and you run it under Trick Room all the time. It's. No, I don't think it's enamorous. No, no, mythical. Per, perhaps something that's oh, slow. Like oh god, goo. does it have? Does it have six? Oh, it does have six hundred. It's Mel Metal. Final answer. Yep. Mel Metal is correct. Loki, I was terrified. Uh, with a base I was thirty-four speed. <laughs> Yeah, that's the uh, with a base thirty four speed. Deontay yeah, is so next we were, though, uh, with right a base there. fifty. We were right there, but yeah. Uh, followed up by Hisuian Gudra mm-hmm. at sixty and Tyranitar at sixty one. So you, I mean, you had it. You had it figured out. So that gives you guys your uh, that guy gives you your eight points. Uh, one sec, let me go ahead and pull up those trivia points so that we can uh, tell you the score is just Shark at the top with eight Hooray! because Lydian won. So Shark's in the lead with eight points. Everybody else has yet what to get on the board. What flash Millennium get? Find Done. out. Uh, that's a good question. None of them. All... <laughs> All right. Well, tune in next week for more Puckles Pokey Quiz. Until then, we're going to kick it on over to the topic. We have another review. This one is going to be from Spartan THX 117. Five stars, longtime listener, first and the first time I've ever written a review for a podcast. I first started listening to your podcast when driving to meet my girlfriend on the weekends, when neither of us had to work. Since then, we've moved in together and become engaged. The both of us have been playing Pokemon since we were kids, and we have both listened to your podcast when traveling or working around the house together. We may not score too well on the quiz part, but we always enjoy the topics and conversation between the host and guests. Keep doing what you're doing. Well, thank you for that, and congrats on the engagement. If you would like your review read on the show, leave one, and it might be read. Until then, guys, we're going to kick it on over to the topic. Welcome to the topic. Our topic today is going to be everything that happened in that Nintendo Direct that happened this week. Not only did that Nintendo Direct uh, destroy every previous expectation that we would get no real Pokemon content in a Nintendo Direct, it gave us Pokemon content. It was funny, because I was going into this Direct, I was totally expecting, like... At most, we might get more information on a release date for, like, you know, uh, like Pokemon TCG on the Nintendo Switch Online or, you know, something like that. Or maybe something new, because there's been some rumors of what's supposed to come on there. Maybe they would tease that. Not even, not only did they even not talk about those, they gave us actually, they led with DLC news. I was kind of shocked that they didn't do, uh, they didn't just, like, one, uh, they didn't give us release dates, which is kind of frustrating. 
Um, but two, I was kind of shocked. Like I went in with the full expectation for Nintendo Direct being like, okay, we'll hear about a Pokemon Presents in a day or two. Like that, that's kind of what I was, that's kind of what my expectation was this week. And the fact that we got Pokemon like right off the bat. And then even then they, they finally talked about Detective Pikachu too, which I think is, it, it's so baffling to me. Uh, I, I kind of want to start there just to get it out of the way. That's fair. We can get this off because yeah, this is going to be short Swedish discussion of it. I'm so I'm so baffled by this game in so many ways, um, Detective Pikachu too. Because one, I don't think Detective Pikachu sold like well ever I, I, outside of the movie. Like the movie obviously did well. Yeah, but that's the kicker, right? Because what they had was. But the movie was in 2019. Yeah, but here's the thing: if you look at this from a uh, a Nintendo's investment thing, right? They put in two million on the game. Probably it was small on an existing engine. Like it was, it was not going to take them a lot of time. Uh, it doesn't take a lot of dev hours to ask people to make orange. <laughs> the return on investment was probably comfortable, but not amazing with, you know, some reasonable amount of, uh, sales. And then they made 60 million by throwing 1 million to another company and letting them handle it for a couple of years. No, I mean, you're not wrong. And, and the movie obviously did pretty well. Yeah, no. Yeah. So. I think they're looking at that and probably we're looking at early cuts of the Mario movie and went, oh, we could do another one of these with Ryan Reynolds and then not have to put any money up and still make a killing. Yeah, I think I think we're going to do that. <laughs> yeah, the, the Detective Pikachu Returns is, is coming out in October. The other thing I saw thought that was really interesting with it, it obviously it looks like it had like a very long dev time only because all of the promo shots, they kind of highlight a bunch of gen 8 stuff yeah like did, did anybody did anybody notice that and i'm sitting here like this game definitely was planned to be out before now i believe it a thousand percent because yeah it was i legitimately think it was scrapped at one point and then they came back on it when they realized that they could make a ba- they could ba- make bank like mario was going to yeah I, I honestly, I, I wouldn't be surprised if the Mario movie was a huge, uh, was a huge push for it, for them to finish it, uh, just so that they could, I mean, cause October's still a far way away, which is kind of shocking that they announced it like four months in advance. I mean, to be fair, it's better, it's slightly better than the, uh, well, actually, it's the same as when they released a mystery dungeon. Because that one we got like right after, you know, sw- uh, Sword and Shield dropped, I think, and then, like within that next March, it was it was here, and we're like, "What the heck?" It was very quick. Yeah. So this is about that. Like, I'm not excited if if that means anything to anybody. But I'm only excited for another Justice Smith movie. That's about it. I think it'll be fun. I'll play it. I mean, it, if it it would be fun, it will be fun. I mean, they I from my understanding, the original Detective Pikachu kind of left on a on like a cliffhanger because Tim still doesn't know who his dad is at the end. And my understanding during the press release in 2019. That up until this year, I thought was a fever dream uh, because nothing announced it ever came true. And then we got Pokemon Sleep announced. And now the Detective Pikachu game announced. They did say at that press release that it was going to have like a different ending than the movie. Like the story beats were supposed to be different. But we'll see if that's actually true. We'll see if that's actually true. I don't know. I, I still think it's very funny that like there's just a lot. There's like some heavy Gen 8 references in it. Uh, they look good, though. Like I like the way that Reboot was looking. Galarian Darmanitans on the cover. It did look good. I just like the slowpoke with the cowboy hat. It's so cute. 
I like it. I'm excited. I the only thing I was disappointed by was in the trailer they had the Ludicolo and it spoke, but it didn't speak like the one in the movie. <laughs> and that that upset me on a lot of levels. It was like a far more tame like Ludicolo and instead of just like whatever we got in the movie. Yeah, that that thing was funny. Oh my Ludicolo <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly like Ludicolo. it didn't so much say its name so much as it had a, a stroke midway through it <laughs> yeah. right it was perfect it was perfect though but yeah uh yeah detective pikachu 2 coming your way uh i guess and that was the only pokemon news right the only pokemon news no we got a three minute trailer for uh pokemon scarlet and violets uh dlc the teal mask and the indigo disc Mm-hmm. so that's kind of exciting uh i mean it was it was the first look we actually got at the dlc outside of its just existence i guess yeah we just had the you know we had the little box art type thing but now we actually got to see mm-hmm. this is what it looks like in in the game in the engine and we got to see them textured and their behaviors and everything and it's like uh hopefully the npcs move it faster than like three frames a second we'll see i don't i i am absolutely not holding my breath so i'm really upset because they didn't give us any release dates outside of the we're gonna like even then it was not very uh it didn't make me feel very confident when i looked at the way they announced at the end of the video it said intending to release or something along those lines uh no they 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 hedge pretty hard until they have dates but that's that's not that's nintendo thing not a pokemon thing so the fact that this was a nintendo direct makes me think one of two things right either one the pokemon company is kind of like letting off the gas just a little bit and they didn't have enough to fill up a Pokemon Presents. Or, on the flip side, Nintendo's winding down the Switch and didn't have really enough to, to fill a Nintendo Direct and kind of wanted something to hype up Nintendo Switch for a little bit. That's a possibility. That's possible. I think one of those two is true. I don't know which one. It's probably the Nintendo Switch one. I actually, because I was talking with, uh, uh, on the Discord about this, because I, w- I know that was the first instinct, just like, mm-hmm. there's Pokemon news here. What I guess there's not going to be a Pokemon Presents, but don't forget, guys. Guess what's happening in next month or so? Pokemon Sleep. Yeah, Worlds. Well, Pokemon Worlds also comes out, and they usually announce something at Pokemon Worlds. We have Pokemon Sleep coming out soon, so I expect a Presents with that, and we have all the anniversary. Well, we technically have. I thought you were joking. Like the joke was, "Oh, Pokemon Sleep." It couldn't be. Yeah, like what else is there? But no, you're serious. Oh, okay. Um, let me reevaluate how I feel about that. <laughs> Yeah, cause remember Pokemon Sleep? That's a real thing, guys. That is coming out next month, I think. It's a meme. No, there is no confirmed date. They just said summer. The Pokemon Go Plus Plus, which is supposed to work with Pokemon Sleep, is coming out next month. That is, uh, that, that has been given a hard deadline. And so everybody assumes that Pokemon Sleep is going to come out by that time. And I am not confident that that is true. I believe the Pokemon Go Plus Plus will come out before Pokemon Sleep comes out. I think if you start, because they're saying fall and yeah, fall and winter, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So realistically, I think what they're going to announce at Worlds is a little bit of uh, some interesting feature or thing that you can do in the DLC and then the release date, which is probably why they didn't give it here, because they need something concrete that they can reveal, like a big thing an audience cheer moment so what you do is you you show the the cool features and then you cut to black and then fade in the date and everyone goes oh yeah they need that moment in their in their stage 
You're definitely not wrong. I think that's uh, the probable answer for what's going to happen. I agree. I don't know. I just wish th- I wish there was more for them to talk about because I I just like Shark would love to hear now that the eShop's closed. Like, hey, we're putting Pokemon on Nintendo's virtual console replacement. I, I would love to see that. Yeah, there's still time for that, but I think there's still yeah. I mean, I don't think it's I I realistically don't see that being announced until Pokemon Day at the earliest, if it happens. Probably right right now. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Or it comes out on Pokemon Day, or it gets dropped on Pokemon Day. One of those two scenarios, right? I, I feel like the earliest you play that is Pokemon Day. Um, I I think they should do it. Um, but a lot of my worries and fears are getting fixed. And I mean, we'll talk about that here in a minute. Uh, but I, I kind of want to like pivot to the content that we saw and a lot of the news that dropped. Because one of my first things I always do whenever there's a uh, Pokemon video like this is I always check the official website because there's usually like a little bit of extra detail. Oh, yeah. There's a ton more detail that is in that website. Yeah, it looks like in each area, though, there's just like one town that you hang out in, uh, not multiple towns. That's what it looks like so far. So far, um, yeah, it's a Mosui town in uh, in Kitakami, uh, where you actually go. Uh, the thing I really liked was in the trailer, they showed uh, Jotonian. Yeah, Ripley, that was um, a new which fun it, I think I I I actually love this. I don't know, like this DLC's got such a different flavor than the DLC we got in Sword and Shield. Just like the feeling of it, where it's like, oh, you're going somewhere else, and here's a way to get Pokemon. This is why the Pokemon that you collected are their regional forms are here. I, I like this as a way to handle regionals. Yeah, this is one way for sure. This the both of the ways are the ways you should do it. Where it's like, I yeah, I like this a lot. They're cool, especially because it it they did the they did the, the cool thing of no, you get the regional by leaving the region, and it doesn't have to be that you have to go far like. You just go on a, a vacation to this little zone. It reminds me of what a lot of uh, ROM hacks do for Alolans. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that checks out. They'll go, they're like, hey, look, if you're in the Sevi Isles, you get Alolan Pokemon. It's like, oh. I like that a lot because, I mean, we kind of, we got like a taste of this in Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon when you'd go in the Ultra Wormholes. Yeah, you could evolve the, uh... you could evolve like your Pikachu into a Raichu or your Execute into an Execute instead of the Alolan forms. You, you could be wrong twice. And I, I always thought that was a, a very interesting way to do it. And I'm kind of a big fan of them doing it this way. I'm also a bigger fan of how they showed in uh, the terrarium for the Blueberry Academy that there are Alolans in that. Mm-hmm. I, I really I really like that because one of my biggest concerns as of late, especially with the eShop shutting down on the 3DS and bank kind of being locked for a lot of people at this point um is that alolan forms currently are the well not all alolan forms but some alolan forms are locked to the 3ds still like alolan raichu uh is not um you can do a trade for that in sword and shield same with marowak but like alolan executor until now uh because we saw it in the trailer no alolan executor you could do a trade for and you can get all of them you can get every single alolan pokemon on the switch currently even without kitakami uh how do you get uh well i guess yeah, because you could do uh, Golem. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah, never mind. I didn't think about Let's go. Yeah, I think Golem is. Yeah, I think Golem's the only other one that's kind of there. Yeah, I, I hate to be the guy. I hate to be the guy. <laughs> I hate Let's go existing. To say Let's go exists, but Let's go exists. Let's Let's go is the answer to all of our problems, everyone. A Pokemon game. Uh, that's all I can say about it. Yeah, it was Golem and Muck are the ones that I think offhand were, like, have not been released on a non-Let's Go title yet. Mm-hmm. Yes. 
<clears throat> I don't think either of them necessarily are in. Like, none of them were in Swish. None of, uh, I think, well, we got Muck now in SV. So we get Alola Muck. Wait, Muck's back? Yeah. Yeah, Muck is in uh, Base Scarlet and Violet. I didn't know that. If you'd asked me if, if Muck was in there, I would have said no. Uh, Muck, it's in, like, the beginning video. It's it's fighting a... Uh, Grimer, you could get by the lighthouse of, uh, overseeing the port town. I, like, I apparently caught one. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I finished the deck, so... You caught it, evolved it, and never saw it again. I don't think... I have not seen a wild Muck, I'll say that. And never thought about it. To be fair, Muck is a, like, Alolan Muck is a far superior version to regular Muck. Oh, I thousand percent agree. It's... It's not even close. Mm-hmm. Like it's a superior version, but yeah, no, I I really like that they found they got a solution though, so that we can still see some of these Pokemon even after the regionals are gone. Oh yeah, if that makes sense. Like the regions are gone. Like we're not going to Alola, but you can see the Alola Executor. The, yeah, it really is the habitat that's making it, not necessarily the region. It's like oh, the region's the one that like you know may make it popular or whatnot. But yeah, I don't know. It, it's just kind of. I, I was kind of worried that Pokemon was trying to get away from this idea of like, oh, you can get every Pokemon in every game, um, right? Because Degs had happened. But I like the idea that like if the Pokemon's there, you can get all the forms, even the regionals. And they've kind of come up with a way to do that. And that I'm assuming in the area where like you can catch the Alolan Executor, let's say we Thunderstone a Pikachu in there. Like it might be an Alolan Raichu when you do that, which would be nice and convenient. That would be nice and convenient. But we did get uh, some details. Um, so Kitakami, uh, they did announce like we talked about earlier. That you get uh, the poison ability from Serendipity or uh, Pheasantipity and friends. Okie doke and yeah, Okie dokie. Okie dokie and monkey. Do- <laughs> I hate their names. I hate them so much. Okie dokie. They're not even funny. They're just annoying. <laughs> I love the. No, I love the names. Uh, I'm like in between both of you and how I feel about these names. At this point, it was more of like a it was more of like a almost audible sigh for me when it happened. I was like, yeah, this checks out, I guess. I don't... Pheasantipity looks, like, fine, I guess, but the others are just bad. <laughs> yeah, Okie dokie, I think, is the one I am disturbed by the most. Like, Monkey Dory, I could be okay with, but, like, Okie dokie is terrifying. No, I hate all of... I hate them both, deeply. Uh, also, now that I look at their... Uh, look at them over again, no, they are going to be fire, water, grass, poison. Like, <laughs> Yeah, yes, absolutely. Yeah, I think so, a thousand percent. I thought they were dark until we learned the Toxic Chain ability, which we never fully explained. It's basically better Poison Touch. It If whatever... It's Poison Touch, except it also works on non-contact moves, and it's toxic. That's the short version, because you see it literally, you see Pheasantipity use... It procs on Air Slash. Also, if it's a Fire Poison type with Air Slash and a reasonable speed? Huh... <laughs> That, that's, that, yeah, fire poison, that's a salazzle, almost. Okay, salazzle with a better ability and coverage is already pretty good, mm-hmm. though. Well, these guys, I think they'll be, I think the ability is very interesting, it definitely could be, we'll see how, what the moves they have are. Like, you, like the okie dokie, just like, obviously a lot of people think of it as like Incineroar, you know, like 2.0, just like the, the just because of the design. Just the, the, because of the design, like, it screams like it could get fake out, which that would be gross to have, you know, with this toxic chain ability. There was, ar- I already, theor- like, theory crafted, oh, you could fake out in VGC, fake out something, then use Hex Fluttermane to just Oko it from there. It's like, break the sash, kill it off, boom, next. 
Next mon. What you could do, what you could do is fake out, and then you get uh, toxic chain proc. Who knows how likely that's going to be? And then, but then the hex get hex boosted damage. Like it's gone. There, th- we've got some, we've got some rec- returning Pokemon uh, as well. Oh, we have plenty. Claude should be happy. Centrit's here. Teal Mask. We've got Centrit, Corfish, Poochiena, OG Wooper, Snorlax. And then Scarlet and Vital exclusive lines of Gligar and Apom were new ones. Classic Scarlet W. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, Scarlet gets another win there for sure. Uh, and then uh, in in our good friend the Indigo Disc, uh, we have the return of Feel. I get Seal. I guess uh, Execute and Alolan Executor. Uh, we already knew about Flygon. I'm pretty sure. Uh, Mi- uh, Flygon was new. Flygon was a new one. Minchino line. Oh, okay. We got them. Golur. Whimsicott line. Can I just say, I hope, I hope so badly that they don't trip with Minchino at the finish line. Oh, yes. Give it tidy up, please. <laughs> yeah. It's the cleaning Pokemon. Give it tidy up. Also give it tidy up because that thing with Dragon Dance plus Defog <laughs> is kind of terrifying. <laughs> It's basically gonna be another mousehold, but obviously Population Bomb's a little better than what Minch- Populate- is Population Bomb better than Skill Link Tail Slap? I think so. I think Population Bomb with Technician- I think it's- because what Population Bomb is- what's its base power? Uh- 20? Yeah, yeah, uh, it's definitely better. Population Bomb is better in a vacuum- because especially you get technician it has a higher it has a higher it has a higher ceiling but a lower uh, has a higher ceiling but a lower floor and chinchino has coverage yeah that's the big thing chinchino's got all the moves that you want with skill link look all i, I just want to sweep someone by literally sweeping someone okay i, I want to sweep the floor and then sweep the floor with them you know <laughs> so outside of the new pokemon um that were announced or not new but like returning pokemon i should say we didn't get much, um, and the question that I'm still left with, even after seeing all of these things where we get to go see these like other quote-unquote regions, um, or I guess locations is probably a better word, is why is it? Why is the DLC called The Hidden Treasure of Area Zero? Yeah, that is the biggest mystery out of this whole thing. Like, the biggest mystery is, why is it called, the, what does this have to do with Area Zero? And you know what? There actually might be an answer. Now follow me, folks, and put on your tinfoil hats, because... I'm here. I'm I'm wearing it. Go for it. At the very end of the trailer, we see a view of Terrapagos, and it's uh, got its colory full shell, and it's chilling there in this, like, blue crystal. The thing is, that doesn't look like just anywhere. It looks like a very specific room that I found in Area Zero a while ago, that doesn't have any use in the game at all. There's just a random little dais surrounded by terra crystals. Yeah? Yep. So I think what's going to happen is because we see that there's this whole other school, right? Mm-hmm. Something is going to happen that's going to prompt us to haul one of these kids down in there for whatever reason. And then Terrapagos is going to be there and we'll get a text dump and that will be it. I am sad that we don't get, like, more Arvin or Penny or Nimona. Right? <laughs> well, we don't know yet. There's... we to, to, You know, you're correct. Like, they're trying to highlight the newer characters, right? Yeah, they're still not... Yeah. Uh, but they're... They, but they're also, like... 
hey, what about uh, you talk to literally anybody else? Uh, There's a new guy who's like dressed up as a chef. And I want nothing more than for when you take the, you, cause eventually you're going back to Area Zero, right? I want nothing more than Arvin to have like a huge inferiority complex. Oh, you've got a new cooking friend. Okay. <laughs> I think it's just a generic NPC, but yeah. I thought I, I thought I was, I thought I was the cook. I thought, I thought that was my thing, but oh, and we're going into Area Zero with him. Cool, cool. Just all my, we're going to go, mm hmm, mm hmm. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. No, no. He should totally have one. I don't know. I would also... I, they're obviously not showing us everything on purpose. Mm-hmm. And I mean, there's still some connection to the anime, too. Not the anime that we get to watch, but the anime that Japan gets to watch. Yep. Where they get... You know, they've got... Uh, they got Nimona. They've got... uh, What's his name? Yeah. Uh, they've got Brassius. They've just teased Iono. No, I guarantee you the DLC matches up with the anime in Japan. I so guarantee... That in some form it does. No, no, it's it's actually going to be so uh, when we find out that Liko is actually the human form of Terapagos uh, in Japan, uh, what'll happen is we will meet Liko as it releases in winter. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine if I'm right, by the way, that joke called shot? Make it happen, Pokemon. <laughs> What's going to be worse is there going to be two tweets. One's going to be like, you can watch the anime now on Netflix and followed up by, by the way, here's a spoiler. <laughs> Uh, but the the thing that still really gets me though with the anime is that like Liko's pendant that she shows off all the that they they make a big deal out of is uh, literally the shape of the gem on the back of Terrapagos plus the uh, gem on the mask. Oh yeah, that uh, Ogre Pawn has. It's literally those two things combined. So I I assume at some point those two things like somehow connect to Area Zero. Yeah. I have to imagine that uh, the whole thing with Terrapagos Baby is they went, hey, remember how, like, Pokemon XYZ, everyone liked our, our anime when we did that? What if we did that literally just again? Oh, absolutely. I do not disagree with you, it's, though. It's just new squishy. Mm-hmm. But I do have some thoughts of when you're talking about how to tie in Nomona and whatnot. Do we think, because this, remember how they did DLC for Swish for the Isle of Armor? You could access that early. And then for the Crown Chandra, you could access it early, but it was definitely more post-gamey stuff. Mm, that's a good question. Do you think they're going to make areas p- part of it like accessible to early game and then a late game? And then that's how like once you complete the main story, then you can tie in to get, you know, Nimona and everyone else on there. Or like, how do you think that might tie in all together? It kind of feels that way, but I, I'm skeptical, or I'm not, I'm not skeptical. I'm hesitant to say it's that way, just because this feels so different than the last time. Um, but this time I could see us like Kitakami, like being available to you throughout the game and being like, Hey, here you go. Uh, you can go to this place on your adventure. Um, or I could see, I, I definitely see Blueberry Academy based on how they introduced Cyrano, the director of Blueberry Academy. He's supposed to like visit Paldea. Um, to ask, to invite you to be an exchange student. I see that as something you like, you have to complete your story to actually fully understand. I definitely feel like there's gotta be some, like, some, like, some part of it's gotta be accessible early, and I feel like some part of it has to be after. But I just, like, I wonder how much. I also think it's kind of telling based on the Pokemon that you see in, like, the pro- promo pictures, because, like, if you look at the Pokemon that we're getting, that are getting shown off for Kitakami, it's, it's Centret, it's Wooper, it's Vulpix. It's Yanma. And then you look at Blueberry Academy and it's just like, here's 
Dugong. Here's Golurk. Here's Zebstrika. Uh, here's Alolan Executor. The Pokemon that show up in Kitakami are, uh, feel very much like, what are some Pokemon that are, you know, very, uh, Japanese, uh, environment? And then they go to the, the, the terrarium and they're like, what are Pokemon that the fans miss? <laughs> yep. Yep. 1000% though. Yeah. What's it? Uh, even one other one to add on to this, uh, there was someone caught in the little detail of one of the promo shots that you see, like, the boy character standing in front uh, within the festival garb that one of the statues in the background is Hisui and Growlithe. So we might get even Hisui Pokemon snuck up in there, and that still feels that, like, ancient, like, you know, Japanese village type thing. I believe Kitakami is going to, because they're in in the code right now, Either have them wild, either have them wild, or have a way to, like, form shift. Can it at least let you evolve the Pokemon that can't evolve now? Yes. If that makes sense. Like, the thing that is very frustrating to me is that I cannot evolve a Weirdeer, or a Stantler into a Weirdeer currently. I li- I thought initially that it was going to be fine, because um, Sideshield Bash is in Stantler's egg pool move, or a- egg move pool. Mm-hmm. That's the correct sequence of words. Mm-hmm. it's there it can get to this an egg move and now that weird here's in the game that's how you can get the egg move and then it'd be like oh that's cute stantler remembers how to use size shield bash maybe it'll evolve and the answer is just no flat out no and they also didn't give us p block or black augurite. right um and so i'm kind of hoping there there is something in the code though to help us figure out how to evolve these pokemon which i'm hope hopeful that we'll see soon I think what'll happen in Kitakami is there'll be a dude who's like, I am the ancient tutor. I know moves that have been forgotten for generations. It's like, all right. Yeah, exactly. I fully expect something like that. Speaking about things that have been forgotten for generations, one thing that competitive players have noticed and are freaking out about is Milotic. When it was using an attack, it was using an animation very similar to Scald. And so far, Scald has... I think it was just Water Gun. <laughs> you guys think it's Water Gun, but the Volcanian, who was able to transfer in home, has access to Scald. Is the only Pokemon in Scarlet and Violet that actually has Scald. Is the animation very similar coming out of Volcanium? Yep. Ooh. So Scald could be a t- uh, tutor move. A tutor move. I could see that. Just on my low tick. <laughs> Or just on my loading. That's also true too. It could be that. Who knows? They can still reduce. They can still reduce distribution, uh, even if it is a TM. Scald got put on Pokemon. It shouldn't have got put not put on. This will come out after my match. Uh, Scald. I found out was on Scorch. It's on a lot of weird Pokemon. No, it's on a lot of Pokemon, and I think you could just nerf Scald in general. In all honesty, you can probably just nerf it to like decrease the burn chance to like 10% instead of 30%. And I think it's far more reasonable as a move. Um, but whatever, it's fine. It's fine. But I, I'm actually pretty excited for the DLC. I'm glad we got something. Is this better than what we have had in the past? Cause I've been wondering like, how do you make the blueberry Academy that's in the middle of the ocean have Pokemon? Oh, I figured it was something like this. Yeah. I thought it was, I legit thought it was going to be an Island nearby, but no, this terrarium makes so much more sense. And I like this. I like it, and I hope they just keep bringing back some version of this terrarium in every game. Like, I just want that. When I saw the terrarium with the obvious, like, blocks around the side and the four different things, my immediate thought was, wow, the new Mario Party game looks great. (laughs) (laughs) 
Now imagine being a Pokemon that lives in the ice biome and then accidentally crosses the line into like the biome next door. Does it immediately become very uncomfortable? I I have to imagine. There's no gradient, which is unfortunate. <laughs> you just have the single block line. But my second thought was, oh, look, a Minecraft battle map. <laughs> battle bus your way down. It is very silly. Where are we dropping, boys? I'm interested to see, like, how big it actually is. I hope I can cross it from one side to another in, like, ten minutes or less. It doesn't look big, but I don't know. I don't want it to be... He- I want Kitakami to be bigger. I Yes, I agree with that. Um, I I don't know. I also after playing like Tears of the Kingdom, I just can't help but just continuously be disappointed by the glide in Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. <laughs> I I was like, it wasn't that bad, and then I played a bunch of Tears of the Kingdom. I went back and started gliding, then went ducking down. Went, oh, oh, I know, right? Yeah, you just need what you need is just tooling or you know a bunch of some stam some way to increase your stamina media on Coridon. <laughs> a crowbat just. <laughs> It just doesn't feel good, right? It just doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel as satisfying after playing Tears of the Kingdom. We need we need two new. That's what the the they need is two new local Herba Mystica, and they just give us better glide, <laughs> better speed boost. You know, just something like that. Just more, you know, something just little things like that. <laughs> better dash. Give give me a climb that doesn't slip on everything. Yeah. Oh my gosh, though. Uh. All right, I I think this is a good place to wrap it up. Mm-hmm. I think we touched on most everything. Uh, we'll obviously ask you guys for your thoughts next week, but yes, uh, we are going to go ahead and kick it on over to today's Pokemon of the episode. We'll catch you on the flip flop. <laughs> Welcome to our Pokemon of the episode. Our Pokemon of the episode this week is National Dex 925, Mousehold, the family Pokemon. It's Violet, three-member form. We can do this a lot of times. Yeah. Uh, Dex entry reads, The little one just appeared one day. They all live together like a family, but the relationship between the three is still unclear. I never (laughs) see them talk to each other. I never see them talk to each other. I think that's the point, though, because, like, I love the way it evolves, too, because it doesn't have an evolution screen. It just happens. Yeah, it just it's happens. Like, it just happens. It's just like, another one's here. You, there is a way to get the evolution screen. I've seen somebody do it, but, uh, it yeah, the way that it's intended to happen is just that it just happens, and it's very cute. The mm. way that it, the only way to force the evolution screen is to somehow prevent it from evolving all the way to level 100 and then mm-hmm. hit it with a rare candy. Mm-hmm. But also, I don't know how you do that because it will evolve uh, in your party over level 25 whenever you gain EXP. Yep. It, it has like a somewhat random chance, but there's no way that you can avoid it for that long. I guess I you know. have to candy it. Oh, no, it only, evo- no, hold on, it only evolves into, uh, by being leveled up in battle. So mm. you have, to, so you could do the, well, no, you have to. Because hmm. it's gaining XP, it's not level up. I know, because I was playing through mine, mine hit level 25, like, great, next, le- you know, randomly evolves sometime in the next few levels. I beat something, and I looked at my team screen and went, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> huh, yeah, I don't know. I'm not you have to candy it, I assume. Maybe. We'll have to look, we'll have to figure out one day. Anyway, it just appears, the third one, or the fourth yep. one. The third one and the fourth one, right? So, mm-hmm. Well, depending on how, if you're lucky or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah, so that's uh that's Mousehold. Mousehold is uh I mean its stats are okay. Um base 75 attack, base 74 HP, uh 70 defense, 65 special attack, 75 defense, 111 speed, which is pretty good. Um the only reason Mousehold has been like really big as of late is because of its speed, especially in doubles. Um its speed, it does have access to a move. It was very popular early on in VGC for population bomb which with a dire hit is a multi-hit move that can hit up to 10 times and probably will with a dire hit. Or with a... Or not a dire hit. Wide lens. Wide lens. lens. Accuracy boosting item. Uh, Because it goes from a 90% accuracy each check to a 99% accuracy check. You can still miss. I've had that happen. I have had the 99% happen. Yes, I have had the 1%. It is sad. Um, But it also gets access to beat up, which I believe this team is using. Um, th- this week that we got for, uh, from Disco. So we're going to go ahead and definitely talk about that. So, uh, we'll let Linian kick off the team, uh, with, uh, with Mousehold and friends. Yeah. So Mousehold is known for its two signature moves, population bomb and tidy up. So this uses none of them. We've got a Mousehold holding a safety goggles with the ability friend guard. Very good in doubles, uh, Terra types to ghost. With Super Fang, Beat Up, Protect, and Follow Me. It's got 188 speed to move quicker than fa- than uh, Max, Garchomp, Chiyu, Palafin. The rest is pumped into bulk. Uh, it's re- holding a safety goggles to redirect or take Spore's sleep powders. Uh, though uh, our good friend does dip- Disco Calypso does say that they didn't test this much. And also Follow Me, you know, the redirection for those moves. Uh, Super Fang to, you know, have anything. But Beat Up. To hit Annihilate a bunch. Annihilate mm-hmm. is the next Pokemon. It does Annihilate things with just enough speed to outspeed other Annihilate. Uh, and then beat them to death with Bulk Up, Drain Punch, Rage Fist, and Protect. When you hit this thing with a bunch of beat-ups, it gets scary real fast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I- oh, its ability is Defiant. Terra is Fire, so that uh, if you can, if you Terra, you can't be burned. Yeah, I think the reason why this is using beat up instead of population bomb is that way you don't have to force Terra the annihilate because you can't hit it with population bomb normally. I think back when you were doing it early VHEC, you usually Terra steeled this annihilate to just take the resisted hit. Mm-hmm. But I think this is much better. Much, uh, yeah. Yes. No. This is pretty. That was pretty standard now. The Terra type with fire because of the things trying to hit you. Fire will typically re- resist it. Like Moonblast, mm-hmm. which could potentially proc your Defiant. Yep. Yep. So, and the thing is, it turns out that the difference between uh, something getting hit by a 200 base power Rage Fist and something getting hit with a 600 power Rage Fist is actually nothing because both of them kill it immediately. <laughs> it's like, what kills you more dead, a gun or a nuke? <laughs> Neither of them. You're just dead. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, Shark, you can take the next pair. Yep. So aside from, you know, using mouse hole to get Annihilate to pop off, you also get to have uh, Aurora Veil set up on this team to be able to help you get that off. And we're going to start with the snow setter of Abomasto, uh, holding Assault Vest and uh, having its signature ability Snow Warning. Uh, Terra type water. Uh, it knows Blizzard, Energy Ball, Ice Shard, and Earth Power. So this has seventy six speed EVs. 
And so that way with Tailwind, it's able to outspeed a lot of the base 110s like Iron Moth, uh, Jumpluff, and Garchomp that are just those super fast things. And everything else just goes into stupid bulk because this thing, once uh, of a couple that uh, Disco has shared with us, 252 Choice Band Dragonite Fire Punch cannot kill this or uh, cannot kill Obama Snow with Aurora Veil up. And neither can, and choice specs, Moonblast from Fluttermane is a three hit KO. So that is mm. very strong. It also has Terra Water just to be able to get rid of the, you know, the 4x fire weakness that it, this thing has. So, mm-hmm. and the other Pokemon that has a good, good combo with this Mon is Iron Vundle, who is your screen setter on this team. Ooh. It is holding booster energy with its signature quark drive, so that way it'll get its boost in speed, is how this is EV'd up. This is, it has Hydro Pump, Freeze Dry, Blizzard, and Aurora Veil. Opponents tend to uh, lead with a special attacker to try to get rid of the bundle quickly, so it has some spadef investment with Aurora Veil to keep it on the field for another turn. Uh, mm-hmm. Booster Energy usually guarantees that you're always fast enough to be able to get Aurora Veil off, as long as there's no fake outs, the thing to worry about. And uh, Terra Ice, you can be able to get up the Blizzard power while maintaining your snow defense boost. And I think it's something like a 40% chance to freeze if you're just double Blizzard spamming. Mm-hmm. He's absolutely insane. Well, it's two 10%. Wait, what? Oh, to just, get at least one. Yeah, because you're hitting two things, right? Mm-hmm. As well. So it's like a 10% at 10%. I think well, it's Blizzard. I think it's Blizzard because it's no, no. It doesn't multiply multiply like that. No, You're, as in the the yeah, yeah. the compounding. It's it's a it's a fifty four. It's a fifty. You have a fifty three percent chance to fail. So it's a forty seven percent chance to succeed, which is pretty good oh, in yeah. terms of a freeze. That's pretty good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yes. All right. Uh, and the last two are uh, Talonflame and Sh- Sandy Shocks. Uh, they're just good Pokemon, and they're they're very good at uh, covering each other's weaknesses. Uh, so we've got Talonflame holding the Covert Cloak with its Gale Wings ability. Uh, Terra-type Ghost, because why not? Um, Brave Bird, Tailwind, Taunt, and Will-O-Wisp. It does a great job doing all of those things. Um, we did make sure that the uh, Talonflame ha- is the standard support build. It's got max speed and HP. Um, it's the only way that the team can uh, do any kind of speed control. Covert fl- Cloak uh, deters fake out and uh, negates icy winds from speed dropping. Uh, Terra Ghost is just, uh, like I said, fail safe. Um, it does prevent you from uh, being KO'd, uh, KO'd by Extreme Speed Dragonite. Mm-hmm. Uh, finally, though, we do have uh, we do have Sandy Shocks holding a Life Orb, Protosynthesis, Terra Type Grass, Terra Blast, Thunderbolt, Protect Earth Power, and Protect are what it's got on uh, on itself. And uh, oh my gosh, I lost the Sandy Shocks. Forty four special defense to help uh, survive opposing uh, bundles, uh, hydro pumps, Life Orbs uh, to increase the Oko potential against threats like Shiyu, and Terra Grass for just more coverage. Gives it coverage, gives it protection against, yep. like, you know, Garchomp Earthquakes or whatnot yep. if need be, so. All right, but that is the team. Uh, we will be giving this out on the Discord, so definitely look out for that. Or not on the Discord, but for the patrons. So the patrons should definitely look out for that. All right. Uh, but yes, uh, until then, uh, we'll kick it on over to the mailbag. It's mail time! 
sending your emails. Welcome to the mailbag. The mailbag is the part of the show where you can send us an email at pucklepodcast at gmail.com and we might read it on the show. Uh, we got a few emails today. Uh, our question last week to you guys was, what are your top and bottom five flying types? And I'm sure your lists are better than the ones they came up with on the show last week. <laughs> but as always, this is the segment of the show where that is sponsored by the fictional energy drink, Green Tauros, the energy drink that gives you hooves. 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 As always, we'll give out the Green Taurus badge to anybody who has a better opinion than the host did on the show last week. That's a lot of Green Taurus badges. <laughs> All right. Well, with that said, uh, without further ado, let's jump right on into it. Our first email this week is going to be from Umbreon1080, uh, and I believe Linian's got this one. I do have that. How's it been in the Puckle Den? I don't know how I feel about that to how it do, Puckle Crew. <laughs> Shop it. I'm not opposed. I like both. <laughs> Umbreon1080 here. I've been meaning to write in for a while, but always forget to before the week is up. I especially wanted to contribute to the top five dark types discussion, but I remembered this time and I'm ready to throw my top five flying Pokemon in the air and ground the bottom five. Let's start with the bottom and work our way up. Number five, Oracorio. I know this might hurt some. I don't hate the dancing birds. That's why I'm putting them at the but that's why I'm putting them at the bottom. They're dancers more than flyers. I don't think they're aerial maneuvers when I think of them. Yeah. I like them enough. That's fair. Sure. They're okay. Unpheasant. Correct. Correct. They're just boring, and it feels like the Gen 5 engine. Good choice. Yeah. Honestly, I don't even need to read your rationale. You just, you're right. Fan Rotom. It's redundant and unnecessary. They had better appliances to choose from. Uh, yeah, it's fine. It gets to use a flying type in Legends Arceus. Yeah. That's cool. Uh, before they changed its mo- type uh, from Ghost, it was fine. Do- yeah. Duo. Dodrio. I'm sorry, I have to put this down for the same reason as Oracario. Nothing about it screams flying type, even if its stadium fly animation is entertaining. I love it too, but it's not enough to keep it off the bottom. That is enough for me. I love it. Don't you badmouth my bird, boy. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, flying type isn't just about the ability to fly. It's also just about being a bird. Ostriches don't fly, so it's the same concept. I kind of, and I love love it in uh, Pokemon Ranger, where it's one of the mounts, because you get on that thing's back and it just looks hilarious. Yeah. Uh, number one, Ladybug. It's just bad. I'm fine with that. That was I literally made a list. Sure, the top Johto ones, and Ladybug was near the bottom of mine. Yep, that's fair. Now for the top five honorable mentions of Minior and Kilowattroll. <sighs> no one else agrees with me that Minior is top type. I agree with both those being honorable mentions for sure. I I do like Kilowattroll pretty well. I think Kilowattroll is a very cool regional bird. Yeah, I could, I could see an argument for Kilowattrel top five, and I'm not like, and Minior, I just don't think as, as a flying type, but I, I respect the fact that you put it on the list. I, I would like, I, I would, I'm not like, no, that's a bad choice. Not objecting. It's not Altaria. Anyway, Aerodactyl's number five. The flying fossil's dangerously fast. The Mega was the first true primal reversion. <laughs> Galarian Moltres for four, the only Galarian bird trio member that actually flies. It's my favorite of the three. No real reason besides that. Uh, I prefer Galarian Zapdos, but Galarian Moltres is fantastic, too. All of those were great. Yeah. They were all good. Corviknight. I agree with many of the points made about steel flying types, and this one looks the coolest. Correct. Mm-hmm. Yes. Noivern and Noibat, the first dual flying type to have flying as its primary type. Also, it's adorable, and the shiny for both of them are really good. Fully agreed, this should have been on the list. That's true. Yeah. Mega Salamence. 
I can hear the arguments for this should be considered dragon not flying, but here's why I think it should be for a flying top type. Salamon and Bagon have a lot more lore involving its wish to fly. Mega Salamence takes it even further to make it more aerodynamic and gives it aerial aid to change normal moves to flying moves and then give them a boost. I will agree to Salamence. I will not agree to Mega Salamence. Ah! Yeah, I don't like the croissant. I think Mega Salamence is more of a flying type than Salamence, so I'm kind of okay with it. Like, if Sal- like Mega Salamence on a flying list... I agree with the idea of like the Bagon lore, right? Mm. But I don't know that I agree. I don't know that I agree with it on the uh, aerodynamic part. But I can I can understand why it's mm-hmm. th- why you would want it there. That's my list. Have a great week from Umbreon 1080. All right. Well, our next one then is going to come to you from Red Metal Mantis, and I believe Sharks got this one. <laughs> Hello, Puckle Crew. Longtime listener here, finally sending you my first email. I would have sent this over with a carrier pit up, but I was afraid it would take too long. As you can probably tell, I am fascinated by birds. I personally own them as pets and always have at least one in my party. That being said, there are so many flying types that I love that I need to categorize them. So here's my top five, uh, or dare I say, my highest flyers. But I'm Leave. <laughs> <laughs> Number one, plane bird. A giant bird that can dive down and nuke you with its own mass and velocity is as cool as a bird can get. Now imagine that bird has an axe on his head, and I give you Staraptor. I know Pidgeot and Teleflame exists, but Staraptor with Brave Bird needs to have an explosion animation. I can't fight against this. Continue. Flightless birds. Imagine teaching your bird the move fly, and instead of flying, it zooms you from Newbark Town to Olivine City. Yes, I'm talking about Dodrio. Nothing represents flightless birds more than the Cerebus of an ostrich. This is correct. This is a correct answer. Birds with special powers. Arbly, you could see this as a new Nova Pokemon, but the Natu-Zatu line is just peak regional bird design. If we got Dunsparce, I think we should have Zatu with three Zatus stacked together to form a totem. Also, Natu, how could you not love this little burb? <laughs> I was following until this one. Things that fly but are not birds. Drift Loon and Blim. On a random side class in PLA, I saw a missing child alone on the beach. With my insane Pokemon knowledge, I was genuinely terrified of what happens next. And yeah. And finally, That's cute. It has wings, but it's not a bird. <laughs> Honestly, this should be a dragon bug or a dragon flying type. It's a dragonfly after all. The first ever game I played was Crystal, so Game Freak fixing all the unfinished Pokemon made me feel very happy. That being said, Yenma is so underwhelming in Gen 2, making Yen Mega as the Gyarados of bug types. P.S. Now that we got Dunsparce, hopefully we see Shishuckle soon. (laughs) (laughs) Oh no. (laughs) Shishuckle. Sorry for the long-winded email, wink. Here's a quick list for my bottom five. Tropius. Oh, winded! (laughs) (laughs) You got... Yeah, did you not get it? Did you not get it? Not the first time, no. (laughs) Uh, All right, quick list, bottom five. Tropius, based on a plant dinosaur that can neither fly. Braviary, it's just Pidgeot with more freedom. Swoobat, we already have Crobat, we don't need you. Unpheasant, more like unfleasant? <laughs> Maybe it's supposed to be a P. Unpleasant. Squawkabilly, here, take my lunch money. Just leave me alone. Anyways, hope y'all had a nice week. 
Red mental, uh, red metal mantis. Squawkabilly is fine. Squawkabilly's fine. I like my little Elvis bird. No, it's not. It's bad. It has. It's it's like less imaginative oracorio. It's nothing. It's swallow. It's like all. It's like swallow. It's like staraptor. It's like it's got all of. It's it's got like braviary. It's got all the abilities. I think it's fine. It's got all of them. You can do whatever you want. All those things. So. I think it's fine. The the only interesting thing about it is you can catch the ones off your house. Which that it? Yeah, it is really yeah, that cool, is cool that you can do that. Wow, that's very interesting. It just makes squawkability even better. Mm-hmm. Wow. Thanks for that fun knowledge for myself. Um. All right. Our next email is going to come to you from uh, KillKelly10. Uh, what it do, Puckle Crew? Uh, KillKelly10 writing in to share my top and bottom five flying types. I like Megas as much as the next guy, but I feel two Megas in the top five on the podcast last week was too much. Yep. Here, 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 here. I agree. Ah, rabble, rabble. That being said, the reason Charizard sneaked into flying was for its ride capability in Let's Go, so the same logic can apply for Hisuian Braviary in Legends Arceus. Granted, some might see it as more of a psychic type, but I adore it nonetheless. I, I I don't. It's a flying type. I don't see it as more of a psychic type. It's definitely a flying type. I forget it's a psychic type. <laughs> yeah, I showed Lydian this earlier because I put, battled it in a draft league, and it led it led Sheer Force uh, Hurricane nearly just O-Code my, my Pokemon I switched into. So, yeah, nah, this thing is a flying type menace. It's a flying Next up is Staraptor. It was so useful in my runs to the semifinals in my uh, last Wi-Fi draft league. Choice band Adamant Brave Bird is no joke. Continuing the competitive theme, I have fond memories of using Gale Wings Talonflame in XYOU. The nerf to its ability hurt, but with the introduction of Heavy Duty Boots and Swish, means it still sees play in Gen 9 UU. I do not like that you picked two regional birds, but continue. Um, The next pick is another of Ash's Gen 6 Pokemon being Noivern. Mm-hmm. That's an agree. Mm-hmm. Finally, my love of all things Johto means Skarmory just pips Corviknight into the last top five slot. I'm good with all these. I yeah, this one I'm not as upset about. I don't I don't like Talonflame and Star Raptor being there, but it's okay. Uh, for the bottom five, I'll begin with Iron Jugulus. The flying typing gives it a ground immunity to share with Hydreigon, but gives it a bunch of weaknesses. Giving all future Paradox Pokemon Iron in the name makes them bland compared to great Pokemon they were designed, such as Hydreigon, which is an awesome name. Another Paul Dea pick may be controversial, but it's gotta be Flamigo. It's a lazy design that looks exactly like a Flamingo without having the Pokemon touch that, dis- uh, that distinguishes it, let's say, from a Pelipper, uh, from looking almost identical to a Pelican. I don't know. We got Bird and Mouse in uh, Gen 1. Yeah, I think Flamingo is better because it like you can because it actually its body is more like a punching glove, and it still has a cute derpy face. I love him. I I don't know how I feel about Flamingo. I feel like I need to use him or something because he's just like <laughs> he's a good friend bird. He's friend bird. There's nothing wrong with him. He's fine. There's nothing wrong with him. I just feel no attachment or disattachment to him. Maybe if I tried speed running the game, I would feel something. It's kind of how I feel about Gen 9 Pokemon in general. You know, like, there's some that I have strong feelings for, and then there's the ones that I hate, and then there's just, like, a lot in the middle. I think Flamigo is the Pokemon I'm the most yeah about in the entire decks. Everything else I have some kind of feeling on this, I'm like, oh, hello, sure. Uh, all right. Rotom Fan was considered for bottom five on the podcast, and it definitely makes my list along with Unpheasant. I feel like there's unwarranted Rotom hate. Yeah. My final spot came down to, uh, Squawkability or Chatot. 
Squawk Ability's new EX card from Paldea Evolve saved it for me. It can even replace another flying-type Crobat from my Hisuian Zoark V-Star deck to draw cards, more cards turn one. So Chatot is the final pick. Appreciate you, the work on the you guys put in each week at Puckle. Kill Kelly 10. Well, thank you for that, guys. We, of course, appreciate every email that you guys send us. So uh, keep sending those in. Um, next week, we want to know what you guys thought of the DLC trailer and the DLC news drop that we got. So please send that in at pucklepodcast at gmail.com. If you want to hang out with us throughout the week, the best way to do so is come to the Discord at pucklediscord.com. You can, of course, follow, follow us on social media, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Additionally, you can also follow us over at Twitch at twitch.tv slash thepucklepodcast, where I am trying to stream again. Um, it should be starting in July. I'm saying starting in July because I'm going to fly out of town here in a couple days again anyway. Uh, but starting on July 6th, every Thursday, we are going to be streaming uh, my global lock where I'm going to just dupes claws my way through the first seven generations of Pokemon. Uh, and it's going to be a nightmare, but it's going to be fun along the way. All right. Uh, but yeah, um, if you want to help support the show, two ways you could do that. One is to go to Patreon at patreon.com slash puckle podcast, get some cool perks. Additionally, you can go ahead and uh, also go over to Troll and Toad and use code PucklePod5 at checkout for 5% off, and then we get a small kickback for that. So I appreciate all of you for listening. Um, I have been Trainer Thatch. I've been Lenian. And I've been Shark Finnegan. And here in the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's closing time. <laughs> Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.